0: Welcome to the Fintech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. Your hosts are Annika Melchert and Nora Hocke. Join them as they talk to hand picked Fintech experts about the future of banking.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fintech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. As always, your hosts are myself, Nora, and my favorite co host, Annika.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: Today, I'm super excited because we have actually two guests here with us from Backbase Thomas Foos, the Chief Technology Officer, and Elliot Haralambus, Global Strategic Partnerships and Alliances Lead. They're virtually connected to us from Amsterdam and Greece right now, a quite, quite interesting setup. And Backbase is a very interesting fintech. They describe themselves as fintech software provider focusing, I would say, on the upper layers of the banking architecture, also called Digital Banking Engagement Platform. And I won't explain much more on what they do, what they offer right now, because I'm um, eager to learn more about that from Elliot and Thomas directly. So welcome, guys.
2: Hi, uh, thanks a lot for having us.
1: Great having you here.
2: (laughs) Pleased to be here today. Absolutely.
1: So directly jumping into Backbase, I'm keen to learn from you. How would you explain your business model, maybe also to someone who's not so familiar with banking and financial services?
3: Thomas, perhaps you'd like to jump in this one?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Backbase is what we call a digital engagement platform. And to simplify this, we help banks to interact and provide their services to their customers in the best possible way. That means across all channels, mobile, web, in the branch, and whatever the future will show. I always say there's also what I call the party explanation. So that's what I say. What are you going to tell your friends and family when they want to know if you work at Backbase? I think the most simple version is to say, hey, Think about your banking app, mobile, your web portal where you're going to log in and you do your financials. I think that's the most simple form explaining it, but that's really cutting it short. But I would say if, you know, the party explanation is we do this, but it's much more than that. It goes really across all the channels and that also including also the bank employee side and the service reps.
1: As you're not a B2C, so business to customer provider,
2: Yeah, no, indeed. So we are a B2B company. But if you look at our research and how we approach this, then while we are selling, of course, our software and our services to financial institutions all around the world, we really approach it from the way that we think about the customers of our customers. So we are software provider to these financial institutions. But if you look at our focus group testing, user research, all the work that goes into our product, then we try to be as close to the end consumers of our product. As we can to really give an amazing product to our customers. And we always say our ambition is to build the bank that people love. That is a very ambitious goal. But while we are B2B a company, we have a very strong focus on the consumers itself.
1: So could it be that I'm already using Backbase without knowing it?
2: There's a chance. Yeah, I think there's many, many millions of people out there using Backbase every day. I think at Backbase, we also have a bit of a moonshot goal to say one day 10% of the world population is going to use Backbase. They might not know this, of course, because uh, the app is not going to say Backbase or whatever. But yeah, I think it's a pretty realistic goal for us to reach that target where so many people are using it. So yeah, there's a chance that maybe you're using it today already.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you'll see some of the leading banking experiences across the globe, I think many listeners to this podcast would be very surprised to see how many of that is powered by Backbase.
0: That's cool to know. Maybe let's take a step back from the large digital banking engagement platform Backbase has become right now. What product did you originally start with?
2: Yeah, I can take this as well. So I think the company started obviously well before my time. I'm now for four and a half years in the company, but it has a very interesting journey. And it shows also a bit the mindset of our owner. So the company is still privately owned. And originally the company started being more or less a JavaScript framework. So it was a very technical thing Uh, back in the days. It competed eventually with Ajax. And then this was a very dangerous place to be in because you start to compete with open source, which is never a good idea. And then it pivoted into becoming a platform player. And platform player back then meant being something like a content management system on steroids, I would say. And it didn't focus on the financial services industry. It actually... Was a universal platform. So I think we had customers like Costco and really also non banking customers. And it was just about providing a user experience and harmonizing that. But eventually the company then really realized the opportunity to focus on the financial services sector, which was in a strong need to really go fast and go on a digital transformation journey and be much more digital. And that's when the company, as Backbase, basically transformed into what it is today or went onto the path towards what it is today where this generic platform play really tilted into becoming an engagement platform for banks and then really solving real needs of the customers of the banks but also the employees of the banks. So I think that's a bit where the company is coming from and where we are now today which is really 100% committed to financial institutions all around the world And really helping them on their digital transformation journey and really becoming digital first, mobile first, accomplishing their transformation at the end of the day. So that's a bit of journey and how we came along. So, And I think typical startup style, you see how it pivots away from just being a framework, then realizing maybe the first scalable piece of being a product that being the platform. And then really focusing into a single industry and starting to go for hyper-growth and hyper-scale. So obviously Backbase no longer is a startup, but we are what is considered to be a hyper-scale-up at the end of the day.
3: Indeed. And Thomas, just to add to that one too, I think we have a very interesting experience from other startup-scale-up organizations who traditionally started the smaller organizations and ended up scaling to the large organizations as their target customers. But that, has, that base has a very interesting history because our first initial clients were probably some of the largest banks across Europe. And as our product matured, as our organization matured, and we became having a more you know, strategic and comprehensive offering, we've started now better serving the the small banks and addressing more parts of their engaging banking experience. And I think we could touch on that more later, but it's a very different approach that you probably haven't seen with a lot of other startups and scale-ups and larger software organizations in
2: our space.
0: How did you manage to grow so fast from an organizational point of view?
2: Yeah, I think that there is no secret to it. I think it's about having a clear vision of what you want to accomplish, who you want to be, sticking to core values that you have. So some of ours are, for example, to be entrepreneurial Everyone has to have a can-do mentality. And I think it's about setting a set of principles, understanding what you want to build, and sticking to your game plan. And then, yeah, go from there. Naturally, you know, I think the company has grown from just being Amsterdam-based to now have locations all over the world, from Sydney to Toronto to Mexico, all over the world. But I still believe you will see that it's true to its DNA all over the world. And I think that has really helped us to grow our business, to grow our functional offering, our product offering, but also our presence in all these regions. So I think it's also about really sticking to your game plan and sticking to your beliefs and your values at the end of the day.
3: I completely agree, Thomas. And I think the other piece there that's quite interesting too that differentiates us versus some of our peers perhaps is we've gone through this journey since starting in 2003 of actually building all of our capabilities our offering in our platform in-house. And going through that journey, I'm sure Thomas has much more coverage in terms of what that journey has looked like, has also allowed us to be stick to our guns in terms of a long-term strategy, as opposed to a strategy that's more based on acquisitions and embedding other organizations.
2: Yeah, that's indeed, in general, I think that's where we distinguish ourselves from, especially our competition, but also many other companies at our scale nowadays, is that it is really 100% based on organic growth. We're still privately owned. We still focus on one single implementation. So while lots of our competitors, you see them doing acquisitions for all the boards and then their product is going to dilute, their workforce is diluting. We have taken a really uh, clear path and to say, let's say we are taking it on our own hands and all is based on a single platform, a single product vision, a single technology stack that has helped us to grow as fast as well. I think that's pretty unique as well.
0: And that's true. Maybe one question to your competitors, who would you consider is your greatest competitors in the market, since it's also a very specialized one?
2: Yeah, I think from my point of view, our biggest competitor is not necessarily even a different software company. Our biggest competitor is what we call self-built. So this is basically a bank trying to implement their digital banking platform themselves. While I do believe there's a handful of banks that can really take this into their own hands and they have the right people with the right vision, they have the right people with the right skills, they have the right decision makers, they have the right ideas, that's rather a smaller portion. I mean, I used to work for ING Bank, who is very known for their digital transformation approach, and I really enjoyed going through the growth with them. And I think it's a nice example of someone who can succeed in the self-built domain, but the reality is that still, I would say, 99% of our market is struggling with the self-built proposition. So even though they have money, right, so they can probably afford the exercise to build something themselves, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will be successful. And so I think that's really the biggest challenge for us, to basically make also banks' believe into the fact that, yes, maybe uh, you can afford to build something yourself, but it doesn't necessarily mean you will get to the same end result, the same powerful platform, the same pace of innovation, the same customer centricity at the end of the day as if you would go with a fintech like Backbase who has a digital first DNA and whose sole purpose is basically really to live for this digital transformation, in this financial services space. So yeah, I would really say biggest competitors for me is first self-built. The second piece is clearly what we would call the core banking providers. So these are companies like FIS or Temenos that traditionally come from The space of core banks. So that's basically where your accounts, your transactions are stored. And they're trying to go upstream. So, right, so they're saying, well, we have a system of record. We might as well now also try and work on the user experience, the customer engagement. But what you typically see there is that, yes, they have clearly strong capabilities in being a software company. They have a good background in the financial domain because that's where they originate from. But they really then start to lack. What we, again, I think have very strongly is a digital DNA, which is to say, you know, we are digital first, we're digital natives, and we really live for the customer experience. And so I think that's also what differentiates us from these other software vendors. So I would say self-built, and then you would typically get to these core banking providers that are starting to go upstream and try to widen their product offering.
3: Indeed. And I think, thanks for those comments there, Thomas. And I'd just like to add a few comments to that, which is, When we think about Backbase as an organization, our ethos is very much embracing a platform based future within banking. And the analogy that I like to use to perhaps some of our tier three and tier four banks is if you thought about e commerce 10, 15 years ago, you probably saw a lot of people building their own kind of e commerce suites and having an offer into the market. Where now, today, you would say 60, 70, 80, 90% of New e-commerce businesses embrace platforms such as Shopify. And that's the kind of ethos that we're trying to bring to the market. What we're displacing is that mentality of let's build it ourselves with our own skills. Rather, let's empower banks to have the capabilities to deliver things that their customers love, but through a platform-based approach. I think it's quite a different distinction.
1: So as Backbase has grown to quite a large platform right now, could you maybe in a nutshell Explain what other core pillars or key modules of that platform you offer.
2: I think predominantly this is really based on a couple of pillars. And foremost, I would say, for example, we have It starts all the way from security. So we have our own security line, which is about creating the seamless experience, right? Making sure that you use your biometrics, your fingerprint, your face ID to seamlessly get into your banking environment, authenticate yourself, maybe make a payment, all these type of things. have a capability that is called around digital assist. So that's everything around how you're going to be serviced. Maybe if you want to apply for a mortgage and you want to see someone from the bank, you want to have a video call with them. That being said, we also have a pillar that is called digital sales. That is really everything about onboarding and origination. So how do I become a customer of a bank? How do I, for example, apply for a credit card? All these type of stories. And then lastly, we have digital banking. That's everything around my day-to-day banking experience. So that may be looking at my accounts, maybe scheduling a payment, maybe saving a contact, everything that you would see typically inside of your day-to-day banking application. So I would say everything from identity, digital assist, digital sales, digital banking. And in there, you will see obviously lots and lots of individual technical capabilities. So if you would deploy Backbase today, there's hundreds of services that are powering this experience. But these are really the fundamental pillars of of our platform, are identity, digital assist, digital sales, and digital banking. And
1: just to clarify... So in these areas, you're offering basically the journey that happens, but you're not necessarily a banking as a service offering, correct?
2: So yeah, what I just described is definitely these are the customer journeys. In these pillars, you would find all the necessary customer journeys for your digital bank. So like I said, for example, all the way from just logging into your application, making a payment, applying for a car loan. All of this we are wrapping also, of course, into a software-as-a-service offering. So today we have what we also describe as a back as a service. So we've just recently gone into this transition where now we're offering also our banking product lines as a software-as-a-service offering. That's something that over the past two years we've been pushing tremendously and it has picked up extremely well, you really see that the market is tilting towards consuming more and more as a service offering. So that's, let's say, really then for me already the next step on your digital transformation journey. So how do you actually consume more of these managed services, including Backbase as a service?
1: So looking at Backbase as a service or having a SaaS offering, how did your organization have to adjust for that so from my understanding, you definitely need uh, different kinds of capabilities also among your staff, right? You need people to maintain, to administer the SaaS platform, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's really a big step for us as back because suddenly you're no longer just building software and shipping that to a client, but suddenly you're also responsible for running it. So we are really responsible for keeping a bank alive and building the first line, and that even still today, a transformational process for our organization. So, you mentioned it, we had to massively invest even stronger into people with very, very strong DevOps capabilities and skills. We closed strategic partnerships with cloud vendors. And so, that has been, you know, on the skill side, quite a big step for us. But I think the biggest challenge is actually for anyone transitioning into a software as a service offering is that suddenly you find yourself. Are really exposed to organizational challenges that you're not used to. So in our case, because we're in the financial services industry, suddenly you have to worry about much stronger regulatory requirements. You have to be SOC 2 compliant and you will need to have people that work on standby 24-7. They need to be all around the world because we're operating in any country around the world. So I think this is also partially for us a bit of a cultural change next to just, you know, naturally technical advancements, but it is also has been quite a journey and is still a journey for us to really embrace the challenge to be end responsible for keeping this bank alive and keep the heart beating. So I think that's for sure a super exciting journey on our end, which will continue for us to grow because at the end of the day, Backbase is just growing also much more and more in functionality. So that means we're taking on way more aspects of what makes up a bank at the end of the day. And we're also working with more fintechs, so we also have to worry about how they wrap up into our offering and how we collaborate and align our operational and production supports. So I think that's certainly, I think on the organizational side, that's a big step. I wouldn't even say that the technical piece at the end of the day is the biggest challenge.
3: I completely agree, Thomas. I think that's something a lot of fintechs and generally larger organizations pass over, which is as you move towards an as-a-service model, naturally you include different parts of the ecosystem within your ecosystem. And if you think about the scale that's required to operate and deliver across continent, across region, across the data residency zone, the complexity, not just organizationally, but even contractually or capability-wise can become very high very quickly. So actually going on that journey of, you know, being able to manage most things within the, the four corners of your organization to having to work in conjunction with three, four, five, ten vendors to execute effectively is definitely some learnings that I think all organizations in the space will have to go through.
0: It's really interesting. I'm keen to learn more about your technology platform. So, how does the back-based solution architecture differentiate to, for instance, a custom-built service layer on top of a common bank?
2: Yeah. So, I think. At Backbase, we don't try to reinvent the wheel. So as a matter of fact, as a CTO, I have a bunch of very simple ground principles. So I really believe in adopting best practices. So everything we do, for example, on the server side is based on a microservice framework. All of our application is Dockerized uh, and we strictly only use open source software and frameworks. Because I really believe that this will help us also as a company to innovate the fastest rather than us developing our own proprietary frameworks and technology pieces. So we really, as much as we can, wherever we can, our motto has to be follow best practices, the industry standards and use open source technology as much as we can. And so I think what you typically see is in terms of differentiation to, for example, customers who do self-build. I think lots of our customers are not even in the position to build such a platform with all these technologies and frameworks that we're applying because they are right now simply busy getting rid of their legacy systems, right? So they have, for example, a challenge that a lot of their data resides in silos or their applications don't have APIs, While the whole backpass application is built from the ground up already to be cloud native, it can be deployed on any cloud, it is high available, it's resilient, it's self-healing. Like I said, it follows the microservices framework, it has a data mesh. All these type of things, we don't really try to do something fundamentally radically different. We look at how can we build the most flexible, most resilient platform There is, I think what you typically see is that there's a bunch of customers who are really struggling. Like I said before, they do self-build, but they actually really don't necessarily have the technical leadership or the vision to create such a platform on their own. So they will struggle. And I truly believe that if they don't embrace a software like Backbase, I think they will have a hard time existing, to be very honest, in the future. But you also see other banks that basically are self-built and they have very similar approaches to Backbase. And this is not necessarily a conflict because I think it's a positive thing, because what we have seen also is that some of these banks who have a self-built approach, then actually the CTO is trying to look at how still can I optimize my total cost of ownership, my TCO, right? And he's going to look at platforms like Backbase to say, well, you know, they can do a huge uplift of what we are carrying today. And we can focus on what really makes a difference for us by using the same principles and the same frameworks as we would to begin with. So yeah, it's, I have seen definitely a customer of ours that came to me and they said, Thomas, you know what, if we wouldn't be going with Backbase, we would build it exactly the same way, which is actually kind of a compliment, I think, for us. But They still went with Backbase because basically they realized to say, hey, let's go with Backbase and we build on top of that because we believe in these principles. But then we can focus on what makes us different. So for example, if we are a bank that is focusing on sustainability, then they should focus maybe on building products that are very specific to that segment or something that is very local. So maybe it's a customer in Vietnam or the Philippines and they can do this on top of our platform. So we don't necessarily... From the technology side, we don't go out there and say, we want to differentiate us. We want to have something that no one else has. We want to have a platform that is built on sound principles, on open source technology that is embraced by our customers, by our partners, and of course, our own employees. I think that's very, very important. I really don't believe in building proprietary software frameworks. So that's also one of the first things. When I became CTO at Backbase, I really was looking at all the places where we tried to invent something on top of open source frameworks and I said we need to stop with that. Our ambition has to be to use these frameworks as they are or simply make sure that these open source communities embrace the changes that we would like to see. So nowadays you see that we are also contributing heavily back or we're sponsoring open source communities. So it's not about differentiation, it's about really building a platform that is actually here to live for the next 10 years. I think that's really the goal that I have. And to do that, we really embrace open source wherever we can.
0: Beside the open source and microservice part, what's the underlying infrastructure of Backbase as a service?
2: Yeah, as I was saying, today our platform is cloud agnostic. So you already see that we're using AWS, Microsoft and other cloud platforms for our services. But on top of that, we try to use as many managed services as we can from these clouds. So we use Kubernetes for our container orchestration. So naturally, all of our applications are built using Docker. And as a framework, we use Spring Boot. So all of our services are based on Java and Spring Boot applications, of course, where it dips into The AI domain, we will follow Python. But principle, these are really the key foundational elements of what we're doing is to use as many managed services from the clouds as we can get. May that be Kubernetes or a managed database. But then just really, again, focus on these best practices, which today, simply speaking, is Kubernetes and Docker. Of course, in the future, we'll be looking into serverless, but I think that's just tying us even further to using the cloud offerings of our partners.
0: When you compare it to conventional software office, what's coming in the future for you?
2: Yeah, I think foremost, I predominantly see upsides when moving into the software as a service space because it simplifies our architecture. So today for the on-premise world, we have to take into account pretty much all different possible environments or different databases, different application servers. So that makes our life a bit more difficult. So I see software as a service as an opportunity for us to harmonize our stack even further and be even faster in our innovation pace. But if we say what are the challenges on the SaaS side from a technical point moving forward, I think what you see is that even more the topic of building a hyperscalable software is very important. Because typically, you know, we would build a piece of software and that would be installed at the bank. And then this bank maybe has, you know, some of them are very small. They have maybe only 50,000 customers. Some have 20 million customers, maybe 30, 40. But in a software as a service offering, you suddenly need to ask yourself, well, how are we going to build software that is capable of servicing potentially hundreds of millions of users at the same time, coming from the same type of stack? So I think it's predominantly on these non-functional requirements and building a hyperscalable software. There are entirely new challenges that we have to embrace and I think that's certainly an interesting one for the years to come because the software as a service is the only future for that type of business that we have so therefore we really have to think about what if all of our customers and hopefully all the new ones that are going to join in the next years to come how are they going to impact our systems and how are they going to scale for all of this so I think that's a wonderful engineering challenge because I think Not so often that you get to be part of that, that you actually need to sit down and you have to think about, okay, the cloud is here. Yes, we have microservices, all these type of things, but it doesn't mean it's going to save you if suddenly there's really hundreds of millions of people accessing your system. So I think that's moving to the SaaS space is probably our biggest challenge.
0: What is the tech asset or let's also call it feature that you're most proud of?
2: Well, I think the tech asset that I'm most excited about clearly is artificial intelligence. I think it is absolutely the asset that is going to transform our industry in ways that we cannot even imagine right now. Because I think I said earlier, Backbase really has the ambition to build the bank that people love. And that implies already something very interesting. It implies that the bank puts the customer first and not the product, right? So it's much more about me, Thomas, as an individual rather than Thomas having an account with this bank. So I think in artificial intelligence is really, I think, the one thing that can make banking super personal, right? Using the information that we have, we can really give meaningful advice to our customers. So I'll make an example. What is very well known is, for example, to say, we can, based on information on your transactional history, we can see that... Maybe you're just buying baby supplies, so either you are going to get a baby or you just had a baby, which I had 11 months ago. And typically what you see is based on data, you can figure out that people after the first year they had their baby, they are typically looking for a bigger house. Because then it's when the baby maybe wants to have its own room or the parents would like to have a new room for the baby. And so rather than just blindly, you know, throwing advertisement and all sorts of things at me, Thomas, as an individual all the time, you can really look at life events. Like, at what life moment is he right now? He's just got a baby, so maybe he needs a bigger house, right? And that's just one example where, you know, as a bank, I can really look and how I can provide value to a customer. Or also, I think another nice example is to say, hey, you know, I think I've read some crazy statistics. I believe I read once that for Canada, I think 80% of the population has no plan for a retirement. And it's just one example. It could be many countries. And so as a bank, we could really do something about it. And based on machine learning, we could, for example, predict how much money you're going to have left at the end of this month or maybe in three months from now or six months from now. And based on that, we can already advise you hey, Thomas, would you like to put some money aside into maybe an ETF or something like this? So, And we can make this just really personal and not just a widespread campaign. And I think that's really AI is enabling us to do so. And that's really making banking personal and creating value for people. And that's why I think in the end, hopefully a positive relationship to your bank will come together because it's about your financial well-being And not just being a customer who pays maybe a little bit of money to have an account with this bank. So I think, and that's really the power that machine learning can bring to our industry. I think that's way more powerful than any other trend that I can think of right now. Yeah.
3: Indeed. And if we also think about the core ethos or the core vision of what Backbase is trying to do as an organization, it's trying to power that engagement layer that allows banks to provide the experiences that end customers love. And if we think about the context of where the market's going, we can feel perfectly aligned with Backbase They're going to kind of take control and push that forward.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the, my artificial intelligence story it, is at the core of what we're doing at Backbase with our digital engagement platform, because naturally with AI, we can generate all these insights. And I see many fintechs out there that they are working on creating these insights. But then ultimately, they get to the point where you also have to distribute this information or make it actionable. And this is where Backpress also comes into play, right? We are an engagement platform. It's about all the touch points that you have with a customer. May that be your mobile app, may that be a branch, may that be your Alexa, may that be your Google Assistant, whatever it may be. So I think that's really where these things tie together because naturally it's not just about the insights and the help that we can provide, but also how it's going to reach our customers. And that's exactly where our digital engagement platform comes into play.
1: I really want to follow up. On that, Because that goes into a direction that maybe, Elliot, you're the right person to answer as head of partnerships. So the Backbase ecosystem, just mentioned there are a lot of AI players or AI fintechs out there. Where would you say does the Backbase platform end and where do you integrate with partners? What's your strategy there?
3: Indeed. Laura, I'm glad that you asked that question. I'd like to answer that in two ways. The first way is to be thinking about where Backbase resides within ecosystem of a bank. So Backbase typically plays the role of the system of experience or the system of orchestration of how a customer or employee might interact with the core systems of a bank. We don't actually have those core bank capabilities within our platform, but we integrate to them. Underneath that, you've got obviously your systems of record, whether that be a core banking player, whether that be a line of business system, but Traditionally, if that's an income bank, the existing ecosystem is there. Or if it's a greenfield bank, you traditionally see a lot of the more lightweight core providers out there playing those roles. Now, everything in between, we have a number of different systems of differentiation, whether that be a CRM, whether that be some kind of automation platform, whether that might be a number of different campaign management tools or what they may be. Now, the way Backbase really differentiates through the ecosystem is we can provide that spider web that allows a consumer or a customer of a bank to go through all the internal systems to where the system of records might be, but keeping a consistent architecture and consistent experience that allows us to get everything between those two models. Now, from a perspective of how these ecosystems come to view in reality, I think we've seen a huge change in the market from the way software is not only procured, but developed and deployed. And you know, banks of. Five, 10 15 years ago traditionally went down to more of using a single you know third party to kind of bring together all these softwares to have an effective experience but what we are seeing here through all regions in my experience is, is a shift towards banking as a service and i don't mean specifically banking as a service as in the entire banking ecosystem is managed as a service but where different vendors come together whether they be software as a service on-premise managed in a modular fashion as best they can, and sometimes they might be swapped out based on their capability. This means that the way organisations who both integrate software and also advise on software have changed their models too. So I think the ecosystem's view of the future is probably what people predicted three or four or five years ago is actually coming to bear now. I think banks and ecosystems are finding more and more that actually partnering together to have an effective proposition to achieve what's required in a specific market is super important. I think no software organization can be relied on an inside in, outside in view anymore. Thomas, what do you think today? Anything you'd like to add in that space?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's a good summary. I think also to be just very clear, I think at the end of the day, Backbase is partially also a fintech aggregator because our software owns the channels. And if you look at the past years, you see that there's the amount of partnerships that we're closing on the fintech side is just growing, growing, growing. It's almost becoming its own business in itself. And I think that's really also accelerating the pace of innovation for our customers. And to touch upon, you know, where a spec-based drawing the line, I think we never claim to do everything ourselves. I think there's companies who excel at, for example, risk scoring. So there's companies that excel at risk scoring, or there's companies who excel at KYC, all these type of things. So there's companies who really focus on a tiny aspect And where they're super good and we can basically connect them into our ecosystem and to, you know, improve the experience even further. And so, yeah, I think it's part of our growth strategy is definitely to collaborate as strong as we can with many fintechs.
1: So looking a bit more into the future, a bit further, maybe in five or 10 years, I'd be really interested in what is your vision of the financial services industry, how banking will look like, how customers interact with banks will there still be banks maybe you can share your views on that a bit and also what role backbase plays in that future scenario
2: yeah sure so i think in 10 years from now i truly believe banking is 100% personal i believe it's centered around life events like i mentioned before yeah i do believe that banks still exist i think it's maybe just the how we're interacting with them is different And also what banks will offer potentially is different. I think we see this already, especially if you look into the APEC region, you see that financial institutions, they offer way more already than just banking. I think one of our customers has now an option to buy bus tickets inside of their banking applications. And so you see that banking eventually also wraps maybe even more value added services into their offering. So it's no longer just about how much money I have, how much money I can transfer from A to B, but it's actually the reason of why, like what am I going to do or what do I want to accomplish? So I think it's very personal. I think it's very centered around what we try to accomplish. And that still means that Backbase is at the same play pretty much because we always said we are the engagement banking platform and that's all about servicing these customers. And whether this is today just financial services product, let's say a credit card or in the future, like I said, maybe a cinema ticket, that's okay. I think that's one side of the equation where I think, yeah, Backbase is not going to disappear. I think it's going to strengthen because I think banks are going to not just have three or four touch points with their customers, but hundreds potentially. And of course, there's always the question, you know, what about the big tech players like Google entering the financial services space? How are they going to impact our financial institutions And they have their place, right? I think they're going to deliver a best-in-class, world-class experience in terms of, for example, also generating insight, creating an overview. But I think what you typically see there also, I think they focus also on the facilitator role. So I know talking, for example, to Google that they still say, well, you know, at the end of the day, maybe we then still want to go to the bank and say, okay, so now we know something about you. Let's apply for a loan or something like this, right? That's where they typically try to stay out of it when it comes to the real banking piece. So, And then what you see that banks need to have a clear, open banking if not open finance strategy, that means they have to have APIs. That means that they are going to have interfaces that are no longer just consumed by their own applications, but also third parties, which again is part of our offering at the end of the day to say at Backbase, we say everything that we're building can be also consumed by third party applications. So we have also a very open API strategy. So I think, yeah, banking in 10 years from now is super personal. It's centered around our life events And the ecosystem is just going to grow because we're going to do services that have nothing to do with banking products. And we're going to be interacting with applications that are not traditional banking applications. So maybe really some type of game app that uh, will connect to our banks. So I think that's really how I see it. I think Backbase is here to stay. Backbase is here to facilitate exactly this type of transition where information can and needs to be accessed from anywhere at any moment in time.
3: Yeah, and Thomas, I think just to add to that point too, not to amend from the technical and feature perspective, but organisationally, I think banks will very much shift to a model where they can't afford to press organisational resources, time, effort, skills to commodity-based services, whatever those commodity-based services are. And the roles and capabilities of commodity services provided by third-party fintechs such as Backbase and all the other emerging that in the market. And banks themselves will be completely focused on how do we deliver the most amount of value for our customers across the segment that they're in and get hyper-personal. Because realistically, when you have that customer perspective in mind, the bank's role will cease to be facilitating all those individual commodity-based services and move towards the, how do we deliver what people want quickly I think we've already seen case studies in the field of banks such as Revolut or N26 who can ship features super fast. And people love them because they continue to get added value. But I think the banks of the past, I think, just can't afford to continue to commit organizational resources to things that don't differentiate themselves. And that will flow onto their the operating model, the organization, and ultimately, which fintechs they're better
2: partner up with.
0: I could not have chosen better closing words.
1: Thomas, Elliot, thank you so much for being our guest today.
2: Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: I very much enjoyed this conversation and I hope you guys out there did as well. With this episode, we would now like to close our first season of the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast. Annika and I will now go into our well-deserved winter break and we'll come back to you with new episodes and some exciting guests at the beginning of next year. If you want to make sure not to miss the next season, hit the follow button. Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. BCG Platinian. Your experts on IT strategy, modern technology architecture, and state-of-the-art banking. The digital future is now. For more information, check bcgplatinian.com.